You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's go downstairs and inside the coach's office. You know, my mind is on our team. Right before tip-off, here's David Locke with head coach Quinn Snyder. It's the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. Ready? 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 Time now for the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. And, Coach, congratulations on great play so far. I know you got more to do. What I looked re-watching the game... I saw Denver do a lot of things early in the game to you and your guys offensively staying with the play, going to the next option and the next option. What did you see in that opening stretch and how vital was it that your guys played through options in the offense? Yeah, I think, you know, the two words that that we've tried to use to kind of give us a framework for execution or precision and force. And I think particularly in the playoffs, um, you know, every play, every pass is, is contested. Um, you know, people are just so focused. And a lot of times, particularly as the series goes on, you know, both teams have an idea what the other one's doing. So um, I think all those counters you're talking about um, become even more important because people are trying to take you out of what you're doing. You know, that's why, you know, we feel it's so important to try to get out on the open floor too where um, things are more random. And uh, we have, for us, have more space and, and situations where we can attack. When Rudy Gobert runs the floor like he did in Game 3, what does that do for your offense? Well, it's it's everything. I think, you know, we've tried to standardize certain things that we're doing, whether it be after a made field goal um, or a miss where, you know, his – his focus is on running to the rim and he, he pulls the defense and you have to honor that. Um, and he's been so committed to that. And, you know, and then it allows him to space. And, and when I say space, just stay flat to the baseline. Um, there's a lot of times we rely on him in pick and roll and we still do that, you know, a lot as well, but it's, it's a different look. And I think in transition, it just, it creates space and, freeze room for guys to drive and, and it's tough to guard because when you pull in to, to try to protect the rim, you know, he's able to get open shots for his teammates and it's, you know, we talk about, it's funny, we talk about screen assists and pick and roll and, and this is potentially even more impactful, particularly in the playoffs. Second quarter of game three, third quarter of game two, was that Jazz offense to its optimum? You know, we, our guys are really connected. And, you know, when you're unselfish and you've got multiple playmakers, um, there's times when, you know, you're tough to guard, and particularly if we're making shots. And I, I'd like to see, you know, even in those other quarters for us to continue to be aggressive. And then you get to a point where you hit a couple and things start clicking and, um, and you're tough to guard. Where were you better defensively in game three and what will be most important in that regard for game four? Well, you know, I, I think we've really put an emphasis on our pickup points and, and um, you know, being up the floor to try to make make Denver uncomfortable. 
Um, they're so good, particularly that two-man game. You, you know, eventually those guys, they figure out what they're doing. But I think our guys have, you know, been committed to rebounding. And for us, that's, you know, that's a collective effort, um, particularly if Rudy's on Jokic and he's out on the floor contesting. You know, that's not an, that's not an easy task. And, you know, that's something I know that we, you know, every game it's going to be a battle. Um, and we're probably, you know, because we're a little undersized, it's, it requires even more focus and commitment for us to do that. And we can't do it individually. We've got to do it collectively. Final thing for you, Coach. Such a different environment. How is in-between games different either by player of one team interaction with another team or coaches? How is this whole thing different for you as you move game to game? Well, they've, they've actually moved some of the locker rooms around at the game, so you're, you know, you're not necessarily walking by teams you're playing and either before or after the game. And, you know, guys, people are so professional, you know, the, in the hotel. Like right now, we're one of the few teams in our hotel that's actually playing an opponent that's staying with us. Um, you know, the other teams, that'll happen eventually as the playoffs, you know, move forward. And um, But we've, you know, we're in a situation where, you know, we stay in the same hotel as Denver. So, you know, I think, you know, both groups, um, you know, are, are professional in that, in that sense. There's, you know, there's not obviously um, lighthearted interaction because everybody's competing. But, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of what you'd expect. Um, like I said, when, when people are focused, uh, you know, there's not a lot of small talk going on. Um, but it's not a situation where there's any antagonism. Interesting insight. Coach, thank you very much. Best of luck today. Okay, Dan. See you.